0: Hello, and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson, and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 674 for release on Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. Today on Wavescan, the radio scene on the outlier islands of New Caledonia in the South Pacific. We'll have DX news from around the world. The HFCC A22 conference begins and our Australian DX report. The South Pacific archipelago of New Caledonia is a French territory with a Scottish name. The first European to sight New Caledonia was the well-known English explorer Captain James Cook during his second voyage to the South Pacific. He named the island as New Caledonia on September 4, 1774 because the northeast of the island reminded him of Scotland. Three quarters of a century later, the famous French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte ordered Admiral Fevrier de Pointe to take formal possession of new caledonia which he did on september 24th 1853 during the following year 1854 captain louis-marie francois tardy de montravel founded the first community on the island which has since become the national capital noumea now ray robinson has more
1: thanks jeff the main island is known locally as Grand Terre and also included in the territory of New Caledonia are nearby island clusters identified as the Loyalty Islands, the Isle of Pines, the Bellep and Douse Islands and the Chesterfield Islands together with a few remote and uninhabited islets. We look at the radio scene in each of these islandic clusters and we take them in the order of their population figures. The Loyalty Islands lie 60 miles east of Grand Terre and they were named more than 200 years ago in honour of an English trading ship, the Loyalty. Six of these islands are inhabited with a total population of 18,000 people and the regional capital is Wee on Lifou Island. Their chief export is Copra. Almost a year ago, on February the 11th 2021, there was a massive earthquake on Lifou measuring 7.7. 7. A total of nine downlink FM relay stations have been installed in the Loyalty Islands, three each on the three larger islands, Lifou, Mare and Uvea. The three repeater stations on the three larger islands operate in the standard international FM band 2, with power levels ranging from 800 watts up to 5.3 kilowatts. The satellite program feed is uplinked from the government broadcasting service in the national capital, Noumea. Occasional amateur de-expeditions have been conducted in the Loyalty Islands, such as the 2010 event as FK-W3HQ. There's been no significant radio event on any of the three smaller inhabited islands, Muli, Tiga, nor Falava. Next, we go south from the main island, Grand Terre, and 25 miles distant is the Isle of Pines, which was also named by Captain Cook during his second expedition to New Zealand in 1774. This island was a French penal colony back 150 years ago, and its current population is around 2,000 people. The Isle of Pines is now a travel destination for large cruise ships – and the view of huge tidal-worn rocks in Upi Bay is quite spectacular. Upi Bay is a natural harbour that separates Pine Island from Kotomo Island. There are just two FM stations on the Isle of Pines, and they're installed near the capital village of Vao. These two downlink transmitters operate on 97 and 101 MHz, with 10 watts and 100 watts. Just 25 miles northwest of the northern end of New Caledonia lie the Belep and Daos Islands, with no facilities for tourists or visitors. Only two of these islands are inhabited, Art Island and Pot Island, with a total population of just 800 people. Back in the early French colonial days, there was a leper colony on Belep Island. There are two FM downlink transmitters on Belep Island near the capital village of Waala, with 20 watts each on 96 and 100 megahertz. And finally we come to the Chesterfield Islands, a cluster of uninhabited outlier islands located 350 miles west of Grand Terre. In September 1944, American forces installed a temporary automatic meteorological station on Long Island, which sent weather information at regular intervals by radio. This weather radio facility was abandoned four years later in 1948. Interestingly, the French authorities installed a similar automatic weather radio facility on Loop Islet in November 1968. Amateur radio was represented in the Chesterfield Islands by a 12-day de-expedition on Anchorage Islet in early October 2015. The call sign on this isolated and featureless sandbar was TX3X. Back to you, Jeff.
0: Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH. Coincidentally, at a recent cruise ship conference in Miami Beach, I found a representative from the New Caledonia Tourism Bureau.
2: Okay, so, so we're talking with uh, Rosalie Dupere? Dupere. Okay, and you are with the uh, New Caledonia Tourism Office okay. uh, here at the Sea Trade Global Conference in Miami. Um, the New, uh, New Caledonia is an island that maybe a lot of people here in the United States don't know about. But uh, it's uh, you say it's very close to Australia and, and uh, New Zealand,
3: right? Yes, it's 2 hours flight from New Zealand or Australia. Um, it's one of the French islands, close to also forty-five minutes from. Vanuatu, I think you know more about Vanuatu, Uh, so Nukaidona is one of the French currently in the Pacific, so you come and visit us and you can also uh, enjoy the French small village in Pacific.
2: Now, uh, so I guess there's a port in in Numea, right?
3: Yes, in the capital Numea, which is on the main island, we have a port and all the ships are coming there uh, with they going also on the island, like the Loyalty Island, Marie and Lifu, and on the Isle of find the smallest one in the south of the main island. Wow.
2: Now, is uh, the cruise industry in New Caledonia is that a fairly new thing, or has it been going on for a long time?
3: It's been going on for a long time, but it was like very. We had like not a lot of cruise ship coming before. Mm-hmm. For the last uh, 10 years we have like more than now 500 coal per year, which is quite a lot for us. And now we're preparing to open new destinations. We hope to open new port of coal.
2: Now, one of those big cruise ships comes into port in I, I assume it's a fairly small city. Uh, there, it must be important, an important thing for, for trade and commerce there,
3: no? We do have quite a lot of shops, not that enough. But Douma is the capital, so we have like uh, shops. And we're not working because they have like uh, working only uh, at the French time, not during the weekend. Or so we're planning to work with all the shops and the city to open. things when the ships comes and make uh, life easier for the cruiser when they arrive. Not have everything closed. Uh, for the bank holidays or during the Sunday.
2: Now, what, what can people buy there? What are the typical products in New Caledonia? Uh,
3: they buy like uh, local dresses. Uh, we found out that uh, even the ladies uh, coming from uh, Sydney because we have uh, all the ships coming are based in Sydney. So all the people coming from Sydney, they, after many calls they're coming back like we have returning guests even the, we can, we don't have the exact figure, but we have a lot of people coming back on holiday, not only on a cruise, but they became like a tourist.
2: So a cruise is an introduction for them.
3: Exactly, which is, is very good for us, and we are very happy to welcome other cruises and also the tourists.
2: Now, if you're on a cruise and you're in, in Caledonia for one day, what what can you see? What, what are the interesting attractions?
3: If you... Coming to Noumea, you need to take like the boat and go in the Duck island or even to the Farhamedi uh, which is a nice trip. You have uh, all everything organized there. You can have lunch on the island and uh, you have also the city tours of Noumea. If you're going on the island, we have the local tour operator who can uh, make you discover the main village to make a punya which is the traditional food mm. in our uh, island uh-huh. made with coconut milk and leave, uh, cook in the traditional oven
2: and so you're here at the uh, sea trade uh, conference trying to get more cruise lines to come to new caledonia i suppose
3: exactly we want to make uh, work well, to people to know new caledonia because they all know australia but I know that we are very small on the map, but we are happy to welcome all the people to come in our island.
2: Thank you very much for talking to us.
3: Thank you.
0: That was Rosalie Dubert of the New Caledonia Tourism Office talking to us there at the Sea Trade Cruise Global Conference in Miami Beach, Florida. From New Caledonia to India now, Josh Jacob tells us that All India Radio New Delhi B on 666 kilohertz with 100 kilowatts is being discontinued it was called rajadhani or capital channel and some of its programs are relayed by all stations of air on the national network ever since the lockdown due to covid 19 regular programs of this channel were stopped and fm rainbow programs were broadcast instead AIR New Delhi continues to broadcast on two other medium-wave channels in AM and DRM and three FM channels on the home service. And Joe says that TWR in Putalam, Sri Lanka on 882 kHz with 350 kilowatts, has been missing at 2230 to 0100 UTC. And Joe says, when I contacted their office, I was informed that that they have discontinued their morning broadcast with effect from January 1st, 2022. TWR's evening broadcast is scheduled at 1330 to 1630 UTC. Speaking of TWR, KTWR in Guam has a DX program in its DRM transmission called DXers Diary. It's produced and presented by N. Arun Kumar, who tells us that they are conducting a contest, which ends on February 6th. Listeners who send in reception reports between now and February 6th are eligible to win a very nice prize. Five winners will be randomly chosen from these reception reports, and they will win a special code with which they can download the StarWaves DRM radio mobile application, free of charge. This will allow them to listen to their favorite DRM radio stations on their mobile phone. The DRM Consortium and Starwaves are sponsoring the contest. So here's what you need to know if you'd like to enter the contest. DXer's Diary is heard at the beginning of the KTWR broadcast on Sundays at 1028 to 1056 UTC on 15200 kHz. Again, that's 1028-1056 to 1056 UTC Sunday on 15200 kHz. So you still have a chance to hear this broadcast on January 23rd, January 30th, and February 6th. Please note that the broadcast is only in DRM, not regular analog audio. And here's the address to send your reports to. It's dxersdiary at gmail.com. That's diary with an S, diary at gmail.com. By the way, there was an AWR, Adventist World Radio, listeners conference planned for February 13th in Kolkata, India, but that has been postponed indefinitely due to the increase in COVID cases. The final date will be announced later on. There's a situation in Italy, which is similar to what's going on in India with medium-wave stations. Andrea Mangiarotti in Oltrepo pavese tells us, Unfortunately, here in Italy, Rai, after closing down its shortwave service several years ago, will soon close all the transmitters on medium-wave. The Siziano antenna in my province covers many countries in Europe on 900 kilohertz. It is another defeat for Italy, he says, especially for the memory of that great scientist who was Guglielmo Marconi. On January 17th, the A22 season High Frequency Coordination Conference, or HFCC, began. The three-week session is taking place virtually once again due to the worldwide pandemic situation. It had been slated to take place in person in Tunisia, where the headquarters of the Arab state's broadcasting union is located. For the next several minutes, we have a recording of a portion of the opening plenary session of the A22 conference. It was moderated by HFCC steering board member Jerry Plummer of WWCR shortwave in Tennessee, who's a regular co-host of our conference coverage here on WaveScan. Very
4: glad to have all of you guys with us. It's it's a uh, it's a wonderful thing to see <clears throat> some of you again. Uh, this has been too many meetings that we've had to do online, but it's certainly a pleasure to see old friends and to meet new friends. Uh, For those of you that are here for the first time, I'd like to welcome you to the uh, HFCC. I think you'll find that it's a a friendly group that works together real well. We welcome you and we're glad that you're here. And for all of the returning uh, folk that we've all known each other for years, it's very, very good to see you again too. Uh, Zoom is not as anywhere close to personal, but at least we do get to see each other. Uh, before I uh, move on to from the plenary notes, I'd like to say that uh, uh, for some of you guys that probably don't know that the HFCC, before it became named before it became known as the HFCC, actually was organized initially in 1990 in uh, Bulgaria. And it was done not really as a coordination meeting. It was done to just get people together to determine if there would be coordination meetings or, or would this be possible. And so the first gathering of any nature of what would eventually become the HFCC was 1990, like 32 years ago. So if you looked at the, if you counted that as the first meeting, then we would be, I believe, at meeting number 63 of uh, HFCC conferences. Uh, That's from the very start. And uh, then I believe it may be, uh, could be like 30 plus of the combined uh, global HFCC, ASBU, ABU, HFCC. Uh, Just sort of a little bit of history for you guys to see that it's been around for 32 years. And as Horace has alluded, there's not that many of the original people uh, that's still here. Just want to kind of let you know, uh, you know, a brief history of where this started from and and how it's been effectively working for, for quite a few years. Even in light of the pandemic, we're still struggling and trying to make things work. And we all look forward to the day when we can come back to online Uh, on ground meetings, as we say in academia. And uh, we're all looking forward to doing that in um, uh, this coming summer in Sofia. At this point, I'd like to turn the program over to Jeff White for his opening comments, the HFCC
0: chairman. Jeff, would you like to take it? Thank you, Jerry. Um, And good morning, everyone from Florida. And here we are again. I never would have thought that uh, we would be having yet another virtual coordination conference, but the pandemic has foiled all sorts of plans uh, over the past two years now, and apparently it has not finished yet. Uh, A few weeks ago now, the steering board met virtually and and we all decided very reluctantly that the only viable solution was to cancel yet another in-person meeting, and to postpone Tunisia to the A23 conference. Uh, The Asia-Pacific Broadcasting Union uh, fortunately agreed to postpone its conference in Malaysia from A23 to A24. We really want to resume in-person coordination conferences as soon as possible. So that means that the uh, B22 conference will be in Sofia, Bulgaria. August 22nd to 26th and we trust that the pandemic will be more under control by then and that most of us or all of us will be able to be there in person. Now in the meantime, we will once again, of course, do our best uh, with uh, coordination by email and other means. Uh, We've become pretty good at this by now. Although it will never be as good as coordination in person, of course. Now here at uh, WRMI in Florida, and I know the situation is the same at most stations, uh, we continue to receive reports from listeners around the world who have just discovered us as they've started listening to shortwave during the pandemic. Or in many cases, they're rediscovering shortwave on a new radio or on an old one that they've found and started listening again during the pandemic. Uh, they thank us for helping them pass the time and for informing and entertaining them. And many of them thank us for remaining on shortwave at this time when many stations have discontinued their shortwave transmissions. So thank you for your coordination work by email or whatever means are necessary to avoid collisions on the shortwave bands. Our millions of listeners around the world benefit greatly from the work of the members of the HFCC, ASPU, and the ABU to make their reception conditions as clear as possible. That's our job, and the work must go on no matter what obstacles we face. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I tend to agree with
4: you. At the station that I work with, WWCR in Nashville, Tennessee, we've received a uh, uh, Since the pandemic, uh, I'd say at least twice as many uh, customer or listener responses. And as you say, Jeff, they have used the pandemic to get back into shortwave, to try new shortwaves, to dig up an old shortwave. But we also have had uh, uh, quite a bit of increased response from listeners during this. Thank you again for your opening comments, Jeff. uh, I'm not sure if Moson is here. Moson are you uh, from uh, ASBU? Moson. are you here? Would you like to... Uh, yes.
5: Um, okay. Yes, yes welcome. Right. Welcome to everybody. So uh, on behalf uh, of uh, the ASBU, we welcome all participants and uh, this conference uh, to, uh, 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 to participate with us. For this new uh, coordination uh, meeting, this new conference, this uh, uh, me- this plenary meeting, and uh, uh, on behalf of us, we express our regret uh, for the impossibility of organizing the conference in person d- due to the development of the pandi- pandemic in the world and. Uh, in the aim to preserve the safety of of all. So uh, we hope that uh, the conference will be, uh, the next conference, A23, will be organized in uh, Tunis, Tunisia, next year. Uh, And it will be, uh, we hope, uh, organized in the ASBO uh, Hotel, which is uh, now, uh, is ready. And I hope uh, next year we'll we'll have the opportunity to uh, continue our work on coordinations and in-person conference. So uh, uh, we hope that the coordination work will be uh, crowded with success. And uh, we thank you again and uh, you have the floor. Thank you very much.
0: That was Mohsen Gomam of the Arab States Broadcasting Union and that was part of the opening of the HFCC A22 shortwave frequency coordination conference on January 17th. We'll have more from that session next week on WaveScan. Now it's over to Melbourne, Australia. Here's Bob Padula.
6: This is a summary of notable frequency occupancies across the time span 0345 to 0515 mid-afternoon recently here in Melbourne. These vans were dominated by short-path daytime mode signals from Asia, the Middle East, Africa and the Far East. Reception was actually at a field site in Westerfolds Park in the outer, eastern, suburb of Templestowe in Melbourne using the small Eton portable radio with a 2-metre random antenna. The signals noted included the following... 11620, China, China National Radio Network 5. 11650, Madagascar, Tamazuj, the, the political station serving South Sudan, from the Talata Railway Station in the Juba or Yuba language. 11760, China, China National Radio Network 1. 11860, Saudi Arabia the main Arabic service 11875 the UAE the Voice of America from the Dabaya Relay Station with programming in Somali 11800 China China National Radio Network 2 11825 Japan NHK Radio Japan from the Yamata Transmitting Station in Chinese 11840 Taiwan Radio Taiwan International in Chinese thirteen five nine zero China China Radio International from a Beijing Change Site in English thirteen seven nine zero Madagascar BBC from the Chilata Railway Station with programming in Somali.
0: Thank you very much, Bob. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week on the program, in view of the massive underwater volcanic eruption off the coast of Tonga in the South Pacific, we plan to bring you an update regarding the radio scene in the islands of Tonga next week here in WaveScan, along with our Indian DX report. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. Stay tuned for that. And also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr The postal address for AWR QSLs Is Adventist World Radio, PO Box Two Three Four, Prakanong. That's P R A K A N O N G, Prakanong, Bangkok One Zero One One Zero, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, PO Box Two Three Four, Prakanong, Bangkok One Zero One One Zero, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to WaveScan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.